Yeah. All right. Welcome back to the More Than Different podcast. It's been a little while, C-Mac. It's good to be back. You know, I had to take care of some things on the side. Uh, so it's been a bit delayed. Sorry for the for the break to all our listeners. We're back for with a special episode. We, uh, we made one at the beginning of the NBA playoffs, had a little Hoover's chat. And so no better time to return to the Hooper's corner, if you will, than the NBA finals. So before we get into that, C-Mac, how are you doing? Pretty good. I'm pretty good. And no complaints. So for the first time in a while, we're under the same roof, which is exciting. So we're just kind of sure doing this podcast in different rooms, but in the same location, Arlington, Mass. So kind of funny. But, uh, you know, here we are. Let's let's dive into some some hoop chatter. It's been a while. Yes. No, I'm happy to have you home. It's good to have you home, C-Mac. It's a better life when you're home. All right. Enough of the yeah. sentimental stuff. Um, yeah. So. Dubs, Celts, 1-1. We wanted to do this prior to the finals, but, uh, you know, again, couldn't get to it. But this is recorded prior to game three. This is Tuesday night. So whenever this comes out, just know that. And Celts are in a good spot. I think the Celts winning, getting one in Golden State was huge. Uh, that's about as, as, as good as they could have drawn it up, if you ask me. They definitely laid a bit of an egg in game two, which was disappointing. But if you look at game one, the Warriors also kind of laid an egg in that fourth quarter. Give a lot of credit to the Celts, but this easily could be 2-0 because I've, I've been saying that the Warriors have looked like the better team um, more of the time. I think that's that seems pretty uh, – that's that seemed kind of noticeable to me. Yeah, but what did you say about a half hour ago? How many exact quarters? Did you I said about it's probably six of the eight quarters. The Warriors have been better than the Celts. The Celts had a blitz in the fourth quarter of game one, which was incredible. They just drilled shot after shot. And the Warriors also went cold. Uh, and then in game two, they looked, you know, just hand in hand with them, I guess, in the first half. And then second half just looked like they didn't belong. So overall, in the first, you know, probably two and a half quarters of uh, two and a half of the first three quarters of game one, the Warriors are the better team. Although the score, you know, it, it looked like the Warriors were going to run away with it. So ultimately all that matters, that's one, one, that's the only score that matters, but that's why I say, I think the Celts are in a good spot. Yeah. I mean, being going back to Boston tied one to one is uh, definitely is an advantage for Boston. Um, although our record at home in the playoffs isn't phenomenal, uh, it's still always tough to play in the garden. You hear all the stories about, about how much teams hate to play in the garden, how much players hate the fans at, in the TD garden. I, and I'm referring to the garden as in, you know, the TD garden in Boston, not, not that, you not know, that, that place, that place, of, that place in New York, not that place in New York um, <laughs> that hasn't seen a playoff game in like you know, 10 years, but that's besides the fact um, or it hasn't seemed like a relevant playoff game. I guess yeah. they played the, the Hawks, but um, you know, I think, well, I think the keys to success for the Celts are limit turnovers and, and live ball turnovers, for that matter. Um, we just looked ugly the whole game with turnovers. I think the 
Uh, this uh, points off turnovers. It was like a 22 point differential between teams, and that's yeah. uh, we lost by 18. So there's your difference right there. I mean, we had uh, the Warriors had 15 steals and the Celts had four. Um, and it was three the whole game until they got one in, in the last like two minutes when the game was over. So, uh, I mean, you limit all those live ball turnovers and fast break opportunities. So it takes a shot away from Boston and it gives, you know, Warriors normally an odd man break where Steph's getting open, shooters are getting open and guys are getting layups uh, and or drawing fouls. So, I mean, when you're doing that and that differential for steals and turnovers and points off of turnovers, is that wide? You know, teams normally don't have a chance, especially in the NBA Finals, with a team, a dynasty like Golden State, where there's not a room, not much room for error to start. Um, so I think those are the keys to the next two games for Boston to come out with at least one to have the season series either go three one or two two um, in Boston's favor going into Game Five at Golden State. Yeah, they both they both shot 15 and 37 from three. So if you looked at that, you'd think, oh, all right, it must have been a closer game. But yeah, it's the turnovers that really kill them. It's funny. The Warriors, when they're playing with a, a little lead, they they play so much looser, which can be to their, you know, danger sometimes because they can get careless. But they also, you know, you get it's it's just like, you know, any sport or you know, take even when you're in a groove, you feel like, oh, I, you know, I'll take that, you know, riskier shot because, you know, I got a little little room to, you know, a little margin for error in those moments. And when you're playing free without worry, uh, that like that's when Steph Curry's at his best. He hit those deep shots. Jordan Poole gets going. And all of a sudden, it's like within a minute, it's like bang, bang, bang. And then it's like a 9-0 run. The amount of times you see the little icon in the corner that's like Golden State 11-0 run, Golden State 14-0 run. Yeah. Our Golden State eight zero run in the last fifty seconds, like those happen so quickly, and that's like when they get a small lead, they're so dangerous. And most of the time, when they get their lead, is all they feed off mistakes of of the other team. In this case, Boston. So, yeah, certainly need to limit the the live, especially the live ball turnovers. You know, some dead ball turnovers are inevitable, but the live ball ones just kill you. Because even though they're such potent three-point shooters they uh they get a lot of twos i think there's like a misconception around the warriors that they're like oh they're the they're the paradigm for the three-point shooting era of the nba they started it kind of but like they don't shoot the most threes of of all the teams like they get they take a lot of twos so people uh you know if, if it's not they're happy to you know get open twos if the three isn't there which uh, some teams rely on the three so heavily. So I don't know. It's uh, it's certainly like a fun series to watch. Like that heat series was just kind of a slug, slug fest. And it just felt there was no rhythm to it. Yeah. I mean, you can tell in games like that where Boston isn't hitting those tough shots or going seven for seven to start the fourth quarter. Or a game can open up like that because, you know, when Boston becomes stagnant, you can see a drastic difference between both teams and how they play. Uh, the Warriors have a much more fluid um, uniform and 
free flowing offense where bodies are in motion and the ball's in motion a lot more. Yeah. When Boston's kind of stuck and playing from behind, they rely on their elite shot making abilities. Um, and when Tatum's going, you know, going on a guy and they're bringing a couple more, he actually is an elite passer, very underrated. Um, I don't think it's talked about enough, but I only think it's because of how much of an elite scorer he is. But he's not an elite passer. He's a he's a he's a really good passer. He's not an he's elite. He's a really good passer. I mean, Jimmy Butler even gave him his flowers. Um, I mean, when you're throwing, you know, number one, number two defenses outside of Boston um, at Jason Tatum in the NBA playoffs, in um, it might be. I think it might be Golden State and the heat i might be mistaken but i think he was number two um and you know and you're being able to distribute and you know have 13 assists and one game and then be finals and, and be able to put up what is he having six or seven assists through the uh them be uh, through the nba playoffs um you know that's an underrated skill to have but just going back to the problems boston's having i mean their offense when they're down is super stagnant they rely on yeah them. Shot making abilities from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and when those aren't falling, which they haven't been, uh, although Jalen Brown's been shooting a good percentage during the uh, NBA Finals over the last two games, um, it's very stagnant. It's easy. Everything's easier to guard when nothing's in motion. You don't need to worry about your other man because you know he's going to be at all times. Um, so you can always, everyone can have you know ten eyes on the ball uh, without worrying about any uh, extracurricular movement. So um, that's just my two cents. I mean, I think there just needs to be, there's going to be more energy in the arena um, on Boston's side. So I think that's going to promote more ball, more ball movement and body motion on offense. And at the same time, our point guard, Marcus Smart has to limit these stupid passes, these turnovers. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge Marcus Smart fan, but we like, he's just as important to have a great game for us as Jalen, as Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are. Um, you know, he's that next guy that is an X factor in this. It's like Marcus Smart, uh, you know, Marcus Smart and Draymond Green are the two X factors that are really going to yeah, decide yeah. this series. I mean, Draymond Green does everything that does. Or Horford. I mean, Horford. Horford is well. saying after game one, Horford's like a better. I saw some uh, guy we like looking at on Instagram who we like the hoop uh analyst um he was saying like oh you know horford's a better Draymond, bigger can do everything pass you know but yeah he kind of just disappeared but i guess you just got to take his great games for what they are he had the same one in milwaukee at 30 but to go from 30 to then i think the following game yeah he had about two points and then I, this last game he had what 26 game one and then he has two points the next game you can't disappear like that um so, yeah, I think him and Smart are, are the, the major X factors because they can be such difference yeah. makers. But I've been saying it, Wiggins is so good. And I, now he's like a third option, I suppose, in their offense because they, they certainly try to hunt shots for Curry and Clay before Wiggins. But he kind of just gets his naturally. But, you know, he was scored 20 plus points per game like through four straight seasons like he's he's no pushover and I think people know that but like for him to be a third option no it does show how how much they've uh, re-equipped their roster and uh I mean he's he's similar to Jalen Brown 
we talked about this. I know they like play differently now and the two systems they're in, but like they're both kind of like six, seven wings. I think Wiggins might be a little bigger and Wiggins is probably a better defender. Um, and and you said play. you said off you know off camera that you thought initially Wiggins is better than Jalen Brown. I say you can make the argument. I think if Wiggins was put in, like Wiggins d- has, can do what Brown does, maybe not as many moves. Like he's probably not as fluid. But like, if you watch Wiggins, Brown's I, a better offensive player. I don't know about that. Like like Wiggins averaged twenty plus several years in Minnesota. Again, he wasn't on like a win. Didn't. A, result in winning so i guess he can make that whole argument but like that they're similar they match up well they're not necessarily matching up that much because wiggins is guarding tatum a lot um although he's guarding brown a decent amount he's a great defender though i have noticed in this series and he does a lot of little things he gets so many offensive rebounds like he's very unselfish brown you're right the difference between the warriors and everyone else and it seems so like like a glaring difference is how much they just like make you work when you don't have the ball like brown and tatum still when they don't have the ball there they don't feel as much you don't they don't feel them as a threat you know thompson and curry it's like you feel it on every play because then uh, draymond knows exactly where they are if you slip he hit their well you know wiggins will slip layup or looney will slip and then he'll keep track of them if they keep coming off screens they'll you know I think that's where their offense over the course of a game is more reliable than, yeah, when the Celts get down. I remember Brad Stevens would always say, you know, base hits, not home runs. Sometimes the Celts go for the the home run. With yeah, like I mean, ISO. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a Celtics war is a great matchup. I mean, they're two – elite teams that I think Celtics, you know, are first, you know, are for the, what we're putting out onto the court for our top eight, um, you know, arguably you could say we have a better roster, um, but obviously, you know, Warriors have guys that, that have been together for, you know, nearly 10 years now. Um, and they've built a certain chemistry that you can't buy. That's something you can't buy. And it's so valuable in this league. And one thing about the Warriors that I noticed that a lot of other teams don't have is when you see these guys play, it's almost as if everybody fully embraces their role, no matter how yeah. big or how small. It's like it's it's known universally that Curry's the guy. So yeah, everything's yeah. run through Curry. But, you know, the role player, like Draymond Green knows not to take 15 shots a game. He knows. Right. That's his role. He's looking to get Curry and his shooters the ball and playmake and be able to, you know, and, and do the dirty work. And then you have, you know, Wiggins, he's the third guy that needs to be a spark. You know, he's a right. guy that, you know, your, your third score, um, you know, they don't need you. They don't need you to get you 20 every night, but you know, on some, you, yeah. you, you got to do that. And then you got to lock up and Clay's just, you know, fire time he wants. And it's like, everybody embraces that, which is something that, I think a lot of teams don't have like Looney. Looney's job just run the floor, get rebounds. Yeah. If you don't have a shot, kick it out, set screens, um, and just you know play solid defense. Yeah, um, yeah. Everyone, you can see everyone embrace their role, but at the same time, the Celtics have a damn good team that know their role pretty damn well. Yeah, too. I know that. That's like a. 
another false narrative. I mean, certainly experience matters a whole lot, but to say like you know, no one on the Celtics roster has played in a finals game, but their experience, like they, they've that core, Brown and Tatum have been to what three, three Eastern Conference. Brown's games? been to four. Tatum's Brown's been, been to four three. exactly, and they played LeBron at his peak. They've played all kind of, you know, they've played Giannis. Like, they've played – they're battle-tested. So, I don't think that really is is a detriment. I do think <clears throat> so far this series, as the wind comes blowing in, so far this series, the Warriors have had the best player, and I think that matters. Now, going in, I'm sure people would say uh, that Steph Curry is the best player. Yeah, I mean, going into this series – Tatum was the better player in the in the playoffs, but yeah. definitely Curry's been outperforming uh, Tatum for sure. And that matters. And but you even look at the Brooklyn series, you know, Durant on paper, the best player in the series, best player in those four games was Tatum, no doubt. And you could argue in the Giannis series too. Giannis probably over the course of seven games probably played better, but like there were a lot of in in the games where the Celts were at their best, Tatum. You know, it was pound for pound with Giannis, and right. Yeah, know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, Giannis is you know one of the, yeah. I think the most dominant force in the league right now. No, I agree. I'm just and saying. Then, I mean, it's like well, going through that series, he didn't have an off game. Like you can't stop the guy. Um, you know, you can. You know, the, his weakness is that it's hard for him to get you know uh, clutch playoff buckets outside of the paint. But at the same time, it's hard to keep him out of the paint. Oh, yeah. um, so I think, you know, I, cause you know, in that series, you never saw him go five for 20 with, you know, 18 points. It was always. Yeah. Except the last game. Yeah. The last game he was like 10 for 25 still had like 27 points and 20 yeah, rebounds. Seven probably like, yeah. Probably yeah. Like 17 and yeah. 20, yeah. 20 rebounds. I think. So yeah. Point is um, you don't necessarily have to have the best player in the series, but. I do think over the course of a seven-game series, I think that Tatum has to be the best player in the series when it's all said and done. I don't think Curry can – if Curry keeps playing the way he's playing, I don't see the Warriors losing. He's playing at at like his – he's at peak level. He's averaging like 32 through two games, hitting shots. He's making making the right pass. And you know Clay is probably going to heat up. Um, but I think that he's going to have an off game. He always seems to eventually cool down, but I think Tatum has to ascend, which yeah, I think I mean, he will. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, yeah, and Brown, know, you know there's other pieces. Yeah. I mean, I think they, and they know the spots where Brown's going to be in and, and, you know, there's always eyes on, on Tatum. It's, it's, it's harder for Tatum because he's not more, he's not a, like a guy who's flying off screen. So yeah, right. He's not, he's not working behind the defense. So, you know, Steph can work off the ball where there aren't 10 eyes on him and he's mm-hmm. not, you know, but so Tate, when Tatum normally has the ball, he, he's either getting in the mid post or, you know, around the three point line where he's oh. pausing and then he's getting into an ISO situation um and you know all 10 eyes tend to be on him if not eight and then you have maybe another eye and then the other guy's looking at his own man um and just rotations but you know curry's curry's a lot harder to stop in the sense that you know he's working sometimes he's working behind the defense 
And sometimes he's on the ball. Sometimes he's flying off screens. So he's so hard to game plan to really slow down because there's so many ways to in which he scores and in which they get him the ball in scoring position. So um, it's just like it's it's just a battle for 48 minutes um, of cardio, of just mental toughness, of just being able to get in your stance and just, you know, play defensive masterpiece um, and then sometimes just get some luck and, and hope some shots uh, you know, don't fall for Golden State. But look. I'm telling you, if we limit our turnovers um, and we play a solid offensive game, really taking care of the ball and limiting the chances they can get out on odd man breaks and, and try and get Clay and Steph in rhythm, I, I see the Celts – I see it going the opposite way. I see the Celts taking two games in Boston. Um, you know, I see maybe, maybe Draymond gets into a little – too many altercations, and in Boston the refs won't be as forgiving. You know what I mean? I yeah, think, yeah. Um, you know, because I think, you know, tensions are brewing and, you know, there's been some jawing. Obviously, Draymond Green gets paid millions to be an instigator um, on top of being a professional basketball player. So, and, and you know, a lot of guys on Boston are, are, are with the shit. So, uh, for that matter, no one's backing down from that. And, you know, they're probably telling Draymond, you have your three rings, but you're not going to get your fourth. And Draymond's probably telling him, you can't talk to me because I have three rings. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a fun two games in Boston. It, I'm glad it's uh, Wednesday, Friday. The one thing about the finals is you got to wait. They drag it out, which is smart. But uh, as a viewer, yeah. it is is painful. But, yeah, we'll see. I you think about the – if, if Derek White can keep being a spark plug off the bench, that'd be huge because, you know, Poole – I mean, frankly, Poole hasn't played all that well. He just yeah. had that burst. Uh, and he, he, he – Yeah, he, I mean, I think I think it's – yeah, I'll get, let you get right back to it. I just think this series can be a competition between matchups, like role player to role player, player – you know, matchup to matchup through the starting five and then through, you know, five, six, seven, eight. You know, who's winning their matchup? Um, and I think that could answer the bell. It's like Poole against, like you said, Derek White. Who's going to win that matchup for the rest of the series? You know, Al Horford, Draymond Green, who's going to win that matchup? I think besides game one, Draymond's Draymond took game two. Al took game one. Um, right, yeah, no. Brown's been, Brown's been outplaying Thompson. Wiggins is outplaying, I don't know, I guess the four or, you know, who – not Tatum, but uh, I mean, he's been uh, I like mean, Grant Williams or whoever, whoever the you know he he's been the other best like role player. Um, but the thing about Curry and thing about the Warriors is like, yeah, if you let Smart guard Curry on an island, I'll take Smart. I'm I'm with uh, I'll put my money down on Smart and trust the outcome. But the problem is Curry is <clears throat> it's a team effort to guard him. It's like he gets a ball screen, he gets a inch of daylight it's going up bang you know he gets off the ball <clears throat> you know he comes off a bunch of screens slip he might be open you make a mistake bang and then in transition if you don't locate him he'll get open and they know when to find him so it certainly is matchups uh but it also is is definitely uh to guard golden state it's like all eyes on on everyone all the time or else yeah or else they'll exploit you. So I don't know if I, I, uh, I guess I haven't mentioned it yet, but when we did our predictions at the beginning of the 
playoffs before we did our last conversation. I did have – I predicted this finals. I'll pull that up. And I had Celts <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I had Celts in seven. So I'm going to stick with that. I think uh, – I guess I'll predict the next, what, five games. I'll go uh, – Golden State's going to take game three. Boston's going to take game four. Uh, Golden State takes five. Boston takes six and seven. Wow. All right. That's uh, hey, that's going game for game predictions is crazy because anything can happen. My my prediction is that you know there's not going to be another blowout in the series until the closeout game. I feel like the closeout game is going to be a clear cut. Actually, you know, you know what? I that's the thing. I want to see a series where it's just down to the wire every game. Everyone's giving it their all by any means possible. So I don't see anything being more than like twelve points, twelve point yeah. margins. Um. And, and that that's just something that, you know, the basketball world would love to see. It would be an all-time classic if this goes seven and, and these games are like that. Um, and, you know, it's like, you know, it's like the Lakers versus Celtics, except now, you know, the Warriors are the better team in the West Coast and the Celtics still rule the East Coast. So, yeah, um, I know the Celts, uh, the Warriors are, I mean, this, this is, yeah. this could be transformative for, Curry's legacy, but certainly also would put, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tim and that whole team like in different air, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, a championship just solidifies. You know, it, 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 yeah, it it feels different when you walk in the room. You know, you get a different, you know, you get a different welcome when you walk yeah. in the room. No one when you when you're discussing your next contract, <laughs> you know, there's a couple more dollar signs next to that. There's a couple yeah. more commas associated with your contract when you say you're an NBA champion, um, you know, that following year and you, and you had an impact in that. Um, so there's a lot at stake for both teams, legacies, um, you know, being in conversations for top players in the league, um, respect, um, yeah, you know, Hall of Fame statuses, you know, a, a lot of stuff is up in the air. Um and I think I think this is going to be an all-time series. It's going to be an instant classic, and yeah. I'm excited for it. But you know, I was I had an interview with the company right right um uh, right across the street from the TD Garden in North Station, and I'm walking back, and and I you see the steps going into the garden, um, and they painted the bottoms of the steps. It said it's "Big Celtics Green," and then right up above it, 2022 NBA Finals with the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Yeah, it's um, it just gives me shivers. I know it's gonna be packed and mobbed there. Um, I heard, I heard, you know, someone got a nosebleed ticket for eight fifty. Yeah, um, so, I, I'll take my couch, but yeah, I'll take the I'll take the couch while I'm, um, you know, watching the game and then screaming at the TV and uh, getting fired up for the season. It doesn't get better this time of the year. Celtics in the NBA Finals. No, I, you know, I can't complain. I really can't. No, no complaints. And if I had to pick one team to come out of the West that I'd want to see is the Warriors. I am a Warriors fan. I'm rooting for the hometown team. But um, if there's one team I would want to win that isn't the Celtics, it is the Warriors because I am a, uh, a huge Steph Curry fan, always have been. And, frankly, I think they're a really likable team. I think they do shit the right way. And uh, – I love Steve Kerr as well. Steve Kerr is a very likable guy, admirable guy. Last thing, I think 
I think if the if the games can stay close within the last five minutes, whether it be tied up or Celts up a couple, I like the Celts in all those situations. I do think this is this is the knock on the Durantless Warriors um, is that in the last in the end of games, you know Curry will disappear, which I don't think is true. But you know he is not someone who again necessarily you give the ball to and he's he's going to get you a great shot every time he's not like a tatum or a durant in that regard where it's like all right there's nothing the defense can do there is something the defense can do because he's not six seven and not going to the rim and dunking so um, yeah exactly so i do think that the celtics have more offensive weapons when it comes to a crunch time situation and I like them in that scenario. So I just think you gotta, you gotta, you can't let Golden State get a lead. I think that's when they are the most dangerous. So trying to play ahead most of the game if you're Boston, or just keeping it, you know, hand in hand. Uh, I like that, especially as you said in Boston. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Instant classic. I think the winner of the next game kind of is going to take over the series. I think instant momentum change, momentum shift. I think it's a, I think it's a huge momentum shift if Boston wins Game Three, Golden State wins Game Three. Depending on what it looks like, unless it's a blowout, I wouldn't be too worried because it's still in Boston. But yeah, Boston wins Game Three. That that would be a hard game to win Game Four in Boston if you're Golden State. I mean, you know, for being basketball, you know, basketball connoisseurs, um. If you may, connoisseur. Uh, yeah, we're we're yeah connoisseurs. I guess not connoisseurs. Um, you know, this is a high level, you know, the highest level of basketball being displayed in this NBA Finals, and it's beautiful to watch for a former collegiate basketball player. And you know, you're going to be a future collegiate basketball player. Um, you know, there's beauty in it, in in whatever outcome it is, whether it's domination on one side or whether it's a battle both ways uh you know there's there's a lot of beauty in, in the way both these teams play and compete so i'm just excited to watch hopefully i can watch five more of them but i know uh, we'll see where it takes us i'm excited for the outcome we will see so <clears throat> final <clears throat> final prediction is Celts in seven c-mac what do you got yeah i mean i have Celts. um i'm gonna go Celts in six gotta close it out on the parquet in the in TD Garden in Boston. Man, that would be that would be pretty sweet. I know. I parade. It's, it feels like it's been an attorney since since a parade, although it's only been about like 2018, right? That was yeah. the last, the last time no. in Boston. 2018? 2018 was the Sox. Oh, I guess that was the most oh, didn't the Patriots win? The Patriots won that same were year. They 2019? Yeah, they were 2019, right? I don't know if they were. Uh, yeah, twenty. Yeah, they were twenty nineteen. Then Brady twenty twenty. That was his last year. And then twenty twenty one. Oh, because he was his first Super Bowl year. And then this past year was twenty twenty two. He got knocked out. That was his second year. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. Shit. Bang. Got it. Well, point is, it, it's it's felt like an eternity, although it's only been a couple of years. So, uh, I'm 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 eager for a parade. Yeah, we're waiting for it. So, so all right. NBA Finals, game one and two overview, game three, four, five, six, seven predictions in the books. The books. So, six. 
We'll be back on the pod, uh, return to our normally scheduled program shortly. But uh, good to be back. Go Celtics. Peace.